We are presented with unique challenges when it comes to caring for loved ones, whether it's grandchildren or parents or grandparents. And if you've never been in that position of caring for a loved one, uh, then then you know uh, very little about the difficulties associated with it. Or if, for instance, you have a loved one and a sibling is caring for that loved one because you live far away, then you really probably have questions about how you can help, what you can do, uh, what caregiving looks like from a distance. And that is the topic today as we discuss the trials, questions, and uh, assistance available for you when caring for loved ones. It is the Best Kept Secrets of Caregiving with the Upper Cumberland Development District. This is the Best Kept Secrets of Caregiving on the Henson Oakley Family Dentistry Podcast Center. Whether you're caring for your elderly parents or raising your grandchildren, Life can seem overwhelming at times. Join Marsha Lee and the Upper Cumberland Development District as they help you make sense of it all as a caregiver. Resources, advice, and more starts now. I'm Marsha Lee, joined today by Claire Farless with the Upper Cumberland Development District, and we're discussing caregiving and the challenges and assistance available. Now, today's topic is not just navigating the steps and stages of caring for a loved one. Um, if you are caring for a loved one, we, we have talked about some assistance and some programs available to help. But today we want to talk about what caregiving looks like from a distance. Uh, if you are not the primary caregiver, if you have a loved one who is being cared for by a sibling or aunt, uncle, uh, you know, any of those things, but you still want to help provide assistance, how can you, Claire, uh, be a long-distance caregiver? There are plenty of ways for you to be a long-distance caregiver without actually having to do the, the hands-on physical work. Um, the heavy lifting. Yeah, the heavy <laughs> lifting. Yes. Right. The, you know, all, all the, 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 the nitty-gritty, as I would say. The day-to-day, the bathing, the washing, the feeding, all of those things you can't do from a distance. No, no absolutely. But there are things. Yes, there are. There are and there, the things that you can do from a distance to help, to help, the first thing is actually check with the primary care uh, giver and make sure that what you're as- asking to do is something that they want. You, they may not want you to have control of maybe paying bills, those kind of things. Well, and and I, I not to interrupt you, but just to interject, something else I think that it's important for the very reason you just said for asking the primary caregiver what they need help with, because I experienced this myself when my if my siblings would call my parent, my mom or my dad, you need anything, anything I can do? No. Yeah. Because I'm doing the answer is not. not, The answer is yes. Yes. The answer is yes. And so you can't always trust a parent to tell their child they need something because it's a pride thing, I think. Absolutely. And and, and that's why you that's why if I if I was your sibling, I would check in with you, Marsha, because I know as a long distance caregiver, we need to know that our that our loved ones are not going to be up, up, up front with what their needs are mm-hmm. going to be. So we need to talk to the actual caregiver that's there. And that could even be it could be the paid caregiver as well. It, yes. The person that's in the home, like, you know, what I have seen is this need, you know, keeping up with that. Um, other things that they can do, though, is uh, manage a schedule. So what if you need your home, uh, you need a home health coming in, but you need them on a certain schedule? And that's just too much for the primary caregiver to do. You can be the schedule person. 
with in today's technology, it's easy to do a Google calendar, some kind of electronic calendar where you send out you send out the schedule mm-hmm. and there you go. Also, scheduling help, scheduling respite for the primary caregiver, mm-hmm. whether it's you scheduling your trip to come visit your parents or it's you scheduling, you know, I know that my cousin Dave would love to see my parents. I think I should reach out to see if he would come in and maybe spend a few hours with them on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Doing those type of things. Um, another thing, too, especially when you're just new at caregiving um, or when a situation throws you into that caregiving role, mm-hmm. is enlisting the people that come to you and say, let me know if there's something I can do. It's actually one of the worst things that someone can do for you is say that because they put the work on you. But if you know to automatically come back with a response, oh, absolutely. I'd love for you to, to come by um, every third Tuesday and, and see them for an hour. And those are things that the long-distance caregiver can coordinate. Well, and it, and not only that, but also the long-distance caregiver not asking those open-ended questions yes. that require the work to be placed on the person yes. who doesn't want to burden anybody, who doesn't mm-hmm. want, who just, you know, not saying that being a martyr is a bad thing, but mm-hmm. it also can come with some pretty hefty responsibilities. Absolutely. And if you... If you, my recommendation is, it would is if you know someone in need, offer them a specific remedy for a need that they have. Absolutely. Something that everyone has. Everyone has to eat. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to have groceries. It, right. What can I bring you for dinner? Yes. Make making specific questions instead of of yes. loose, open ended ones. What is? What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. As as a person, that that to me is one of the most important things not not to give advice this is advice and isn't really for the primary caregiver this is for the other people in your tribe yes yes in your tribe in in your support group basically it's a it's your caregiving support group of your family of your Mm -hmm. family members and having each person tasked with something and that can be what the long distance caregiver does you know he can reach out or he or she can reach out to the neighbor and say hey i'm just checking in uh, you know, how are things going, you know, that basically act as a manager. Like mm-hmm. you're managing any team, you're acting as that, that the manager mm-hmm. and you're just managing the affairs. That's one great thing. Another thing, talking about technology, we are, things are coming along so, so well for us in, in this day and age. We're like, you've got the grocery pick. Yeah. The, you yeah. can have them delivered to somebody's yes. house. I mean, yes. there are so, there are, are just countless mm-hmm. You've got the food delivery mm-hmm. services now that we have yes. available. I mean, there are, are countless ways that you can tremendously help and all from a distance, Oh, absolutely. all from across the world in another country. Yeah. I mean, you can literally, you could literally be in another country and order someone's groceries for them. Absolutely. And then, you know, order it and then have uh, your friend on your list that you're like, okay, I know that I can call Betty and Betty will go pick up the groceries for me. That way, that primary caregiver, all they have to do is answer the door. Right. You know, And they don't have to leave the patient no. to go get the groceries. Someone Absolutely. else is going to go get them. Right. And those are little forms of respite that we don't think about. We think of respite as being that main, oh, we come in and let them leave, which that is huge. But those little small things can, can add up. Because for me as a caregiver, if you ask me what you can do in that moment, you're going you're gonna to cause me to have to use more of my brain power just to come up. And tell you what I on need. the spot. Think about all the trillion things that you're trying to do. Yeah, and then the anxiety that mm-hmm. comes with that because then you've then I've just relived to you everything that I have to do in a day. 
So managing things from afar can be huge as a long-distance caregiver. Uh, just checking in and staying in touch is huge. Staying in touch with that primary caregiver, but not only that, but also the loved one. Letting them know that, uh, that you're there for support. Um, a lot of times, one of the main things I hear in the home is, oh, well, you know, I don't want to reach out to, to Amy because I know she's busy and she has kids. Well, that's coming from the loved one that's there and doesn't have anything to, to do but sit there and wait for interaction. Mm-hmm. So being proactive, it only takes five minutes, call, maybe you're on your lunch. Hey, just want to check in on you, tell you I love you. I'm on a quick break. Just wanted to do that. That's it. That, that's all it takes. Um, it's just we get so caught up in being busy, and we need to set, step back and take a breather and, and, and help out our caregivers. I absolutely do uh do advise uh, long distance caregivers though mm-hmm. to and I don't want to say I don't want to say the word to clear things by mm-hmm. by the primary caregiver but I almost do want to say that yeah. you know well, <laughs> because if you're not the person doing the prim- primary caregiving mm-hmm. make sure you're actually doing something helpful for yes. the primary caregiver mm-hmm. Before just doing it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, <laughs> so you may think counseling is the best thing since sliced bread, but your, 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 your sister and your mother may not think so. And here that you order it, they come in, and that could be a, tr- a catastrophe. So, yes, staying, staying in touch with them and, and just communicating and letting, mm-hmm. them know, letting them know the needs. Another thing is to kind of keep um, an exact list of, of, of the medical information, what's going on. You know, usually that's what the primary caregiver does, but it's always great for the long-distance caregiver to have that because what happens, God forbid, what if your primary caregiver and your, the one that she's taking care of, your mom, is in a car accident? Yeah, exactly. And then, and then you're like, well, I don't know. Sis always took care of it. I'm not sure where to get that information. It's always good for you to have a copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, technology is wonderful. It doesn't, you don't have to rewrite it. Take a, a quick picture mm-hmm. and send it on. So keeping your file in your toolbox, like, I know that my my sister keeps my mom's stuff here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. You know, like we were talking uh, earlier in one Absolutely. of our other poly- podcasts. So keeping that and being informed, being an informed caregiver is one of the best things that you can do. But it's also the scariest because when we become informed, we know more of what's coming. And sometimes that scares us. Mm-hmm. It is. And, and it's also scary because it can seem... All of a sudden, now you're in charge of two lives mm-hmm. or more. Yes. You know, now now all of a sudden, the weight of all of that responsibility becomes very evident. Yeah. And that, that could take a toll. Yeah, absolutely. We call it the sandwich generation, which you're a prime example. When your parents got sick, you were taking care of a, a, a child. child and them. Yes. yes. And, 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 you know, that's hard. And how wonderful would it have been for one of your siblings to come in out of town and just take your child to the movies. Oh, and they, you know, and it was when that, you know, I mean, my sister and brother-in-law would come, it would do that sometimes. And then, you know, when my brother would come in, it would, he would field the, he would field the questions Mm -hmm. and the, the needs and the grocery, you know, they both at times have done that multiple times over the years Mm -hmm. And it, you know, I mean, yes, it is for my parents. Yes, they are going to the grocery store for them. They're getting groceries and taking care of things for them or or helping with this bill or that bill. And they're doing it for them. But in as much as they are doing it for them, they are doing it for me. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and it, it 
even though the things are actually for the the loved one that you're caring for, you reap the rewards of having someone help as well as the caregiver. Absolutely. And it goes to another point is planning your visit. What are you going to do on that visit that can maximize your time? Being a long-distance caregiver, you may not be able to come in, but maybe once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you can't be an effective caregiver. You know, planning that visit, like I'm, I'm going to come in, I'm going to have, you know, this, this, and this done, you know, for them. You know, mm -hmm. that, that's one of the best things that you can do. Maximize the time spent with your loved one, too, though. You need to have that one-on-one -on -one time where you can see you, that person. You don't want it to the time to be entirely consumed with, with, right. with doing things mm -hmm. and not yeah. actually spending quality time with the loved one. And it's uh, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's 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 different. Every situation is different, and there's no though there's assistance and there's advice. Uh, and this worked for me, and this didn't work for me. There's no cookie cutter about how to do it and so you just have to carefully plan <laughs> absolutely absolutely and what may work for one may not work for the other um, with us with our baby boomer generation they're more tech savvy mm -hmm. um, so there's some great technology out there too that you can you know um, you can FaceTime we can Skype we can do those kind of things and those are also ways of keeping in contact with them as well but it could be Hey, I'm sitting right next to to my mom, and I'm, we're going to Skype her grandchild. Mm -hmm. You know, because that might be something she doesn't have the ability to do. Sure. So just kind of keeping keeping those things in mind, and just making the most out of your time with that loved one. I'm Marsha Lee in the Henson Oakley Podcast Center with the best kept secrets of caregiving. Henson Oakley Family Dentistry. They provide your family's dental care, and now they're featuring Zoom teeth whitening. You can make an appointment today. You'll be on your way to a dazzling smile with Henson Oakley Family Dentistry, West Jackson Street in Cookville. This is the best kept secrets of caregiving with Claire Farless of the Upper Cumberland Development District. We're talking about long distance caregiving, how you can actually make a difference from a distance, uh, and and being a long distance caregiver, uh, most of the time, like you said, it probably means only visiting or coming in, you know, coming to town once or twice a year. But that doesn't mean that you're completely helpless when it comes to giving help to your loved one. Uh, so so just recapping a little bit the ways that you might be able to help from a distance. Um, let's let's just uh, we talked about financial financial. We talked about being kind of the schedule keeper. Yes. And absolutely. and let's go back over some of the other ways. Yeah, absolutely. So other things as well is what if you're also the one scheduling the doctor's appointments, keeping up with those and making sure that they know that the doctor's appointment mm -hmm. is coming up. Um, organizing transportation. Transportation, absolutely. You know, doing mainly you're an org you're basically the like I said going back earlier the manager. You're organizing. You're the switchboard operator. Yes. Kind of. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we got this call coming. Right. <laughs> you know because as the caregiver you know you get so overwhelmed with information. So to have someone there that can process it for you and give you the nuggets that you mm -hmm. only need. So you're trimming down the fat for for the primary caregiver. So doing things along those lines. And just kind of um, keeping an email list, too, of where, okay, so mom needs a new pillow, but my, sis my sister can't get out to go get it. So who on my list I know that I can pay for it online and have them go pick it up? Mm -hmm. You know, having that email contact list you can shoot out to people or a text Or a mass text message, mass, yes. Yeah. A, a text message group. You can make groups yes. and then, and you know, 
a caregiver group and this is, you know, long distance caregiver group. Right. You can make a variety of different groups for different scenarios and situations. And also being the person. If only one of your long distance caregiver relatives would come into town and give you time to do it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Please come in. Um, but also, you know, looking for the local resources. Just because I am in Washington State doesn't mean that I can't find local resources here in Tennessee. You, you got the internet the same as I have, honey. Absolutely. You can research <laughs> yes. and find me some help. Absolutely. <laughs> and I have talked to several long-distance caregivers out of state, and they want to know, you know, what what are their, my loved one's benefits here? You mm-hmm. know? And being informed. It all goes back to being informed and having a, a, a great plan. And it's, it's just crucial in caregiving. You know, uh, and something that you just said, and I think that we ought to look into this and maybe talk about it on a future podcast, is something happens to the primary caregiver. You know, we were talking about that earlier. All of a sudden, now your primary caregiver changes. And and your the loved one who has been living with you, you're no longer able to care for them and they have to move to another state yes. to another child, you know, if it, to a sibling's house or a, a sister or brother's house mm-hmm. to be cared for. And a new primary caregiver comes into play. Yes. And and I think that that's something that we should maybe th- maybe yes. discuss. I just I just no. had that thought because, that you know, what happens with the insurance? What happened? I mean, wh- how do you how do you, how do, you do that? Yeah. What do you do? Does Medicaid switch from state to state? You know, those yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, because that's a very, very feasible possibility. And and you hear about it. You hear about it all the time when you mm-hmm. when you look at the obituaries oh. or you listen to the obituaries. So and so of Dayton, Ohio, formerly of Monterey. Oh, so and so, you know, and and so what, ha- you know. Yeah, how did they get there? How did they, how'd they get there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what was the scenario yes. and and what do you do in mm-hmm. in that instance? So so now you've got your homework. Okay, I've got my homework. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back and do that. But I, I mean, it's just I'm I'm curious. I I've never encountered that, but if something happened to me, yeah. I mean, where would my, you know, the, the, you would have two choices. Mm-hmm. If you were choosing to try to keep your loved one out of an assisted living or nursing home facility, then the loved one potentially moving to another state would be an option. Mm-hmm. Or if the something happened to the primary caregiver, then the nursing home. I mean, there are a couple different yes. scenarios. I think that right. it would be good to, uh, for us to know a little more I, about I, because I know nothing about those. <laughs> there, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, times where you'll have the, the primary caregiver pass away before their loved one mm-hmm. because of the stress and that, that is placed on them. They don't take care of themselves, and that's one thing that we've we've really hit home throughout this series is, as a caregiver, take care of yourself. Same for the long-distant caregiver. Mm-hmm. Just because you're a long-distant caregiver doesn't mean that you don't have the same so, stress. Shield, that you're shielded completely yes. from the stress. Yeah, and I think getting rid of the guilt. Um, one of the best things that I had a counselor say to me was, don't let other people put their should on you. And as a long-distant caregiver, that is one of the things that they experience is, oh, look at them. They should be going to Tennessee to see their loved mm-hmm. one. They should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, that person doesn't know, but all I know is I feel that guilt of that those people, mm-hmm. those comments and those kind of things. But those long, in, in the same respect, those long-distance caregivers also, without being there, without being hands-on, without being on the front lines mm-hmm. of what's going on, they also should watch their language in how they word things well you 
should have done this or you could have done this this way and it would have been better well you know what (laughs) you should have been you should have been here (laughs) yeah Yeah, absolutely well and that's another that's a great great point as a long distance caregiver do not act like the know it all um just because you call and talk to mom for those five minutes or the uh, those two minutes on lunch break and she seems fine does not mean that's what's happening. That's not indicative of the right. of the struggle. It's a snapshot. Mm-hmm. You just took a snapshot, and and that is not all what's going on. Especially a lot of times with dementia, I'll have I'll have clients tell me, "Well, my sister called; she was fine, and now she doesn't believe that we should put her here because of this." And you know, I have to talk to them about that. You know, and it, it's a it's a huge issue. So don't be a know it all. Don't be coming in telling the primary caregiver this, this, and this. Um, and that's hard because when you're when you're thinking about a long distance caregiver, you're probably thinking about sibling relationships that right. are going on there. So there's and, a there's a dynamic there yes. that exists already mm-hmm. with with that is being seen through the lenses of the history mm-hmm. of your lives together. Yes, <laughs> and absolutely. oh well, and, well, Marsha's always been like that, right? You know? Right. But, but you know it, that may not be true, and that's why too like, when they do come in, it's good to have a a, plan, a family meeting just to recap what's going on. No hard feelings and and let let those be known. But the the family meeting also shouldn't only be you make you you've mm-hmm. been doing this, you've been making the decisions, you've been making good decisions, you just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, no. No, that's not that's mm-hmm. no. That's no. also not the <laughs> that's you shouldn't you, be a know it all, but you shouldn't also say here, you just handle it all mm-hmm. and you just do it. That's when you should show them the door. No. <laughs> That but yeah, you've got you've got to be you've got to be um, able to bend and also recognize that you're not the only one that has that has something to gain or lose in, in this scenario. And, and and gaining and doing it the best and having the best outcome and the best quality of life. That's what we want for the Upper Cumberland. Yes. That's what we want for the folks listening. This is the Best Kept Secrets of Caregiving. I'm Marsha Lee with Claire Farless of the Upper Cumberland Development District. We've been discussing the challenges of caregiving, the assistance available, and today's topic, uh, how to be a long-distance caregiver so that you can make a difference from a distance. And if that's you, you can. Uh, you can be a successful long-distance caregiver. Uh, just some advice from us to you hoping that it helps you navigate the waters of caregiving. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for listening to the Best Kept Secrets of Caregiving with Marsha Lee and the Upper Cumberland Development District. Check for new episodes or listen to past episodes on demand in the Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry Podcast Center at Newstalk941.com.